Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel. Practicing social distancing, she's broadcasting from home. We thank you for being here today. This is special coverage of COVID-19 and how the coronavirus is affecting the lives of those who live in Mansfield. Coming up on this episode, news and local weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Mary Lou's Coffee and Sandwich Shop. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. Governor to start reopening the state in phases. The director of Tarrant County Public Health updates us on the local COVID numbers. Attorney provides area renters with legal advice. Mansfield Rotary Clubs show their appreciation with Stars and Stripes salute. Mansfield Parks and Rec calls the flatten the curve virtual marathon a huge success. Officials look to you to help write our city's history. Vacation plans dashed? You're not alone. Alexa is here with the weather and we have an in-studio interview with school board candidate Corinne Fiagami. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Welcome back to About Mansfield. That executive order has done its job to slow the growth of COVID-19, and I will let it expire as scheduled. Governor Greg Abbott stated that he will let the executive order that he signed a month ago lapse at the end of April. Speaking at a press conference on Monday, Abbott said that he plans to reopen Texas carefully and in phases. Now it's time to set a new course a course that responsibly opens up business in Texas. We will open in a way that uses safe standards, safe standards for businesses, for their employees, as well as for their customers. Phase one begins this Friday, May 1st. So with my new executive order, all retail stores, restaurants, movie theaters, and malls can reopen May the 1st. The extent to which this order opens up businesses in Texas supersedes all local orders. During phase one, the restaurants, theaters, museums, and other types of businesses that Abbott mentioned will be able to operate only at 25% of capacity while customers and employees continue to maintain social distancing. Abbott explained what happens after the two-week completion of phase one. If phase one works while containing COVID-19, phase two will expand that occupancy to 50%. Phase two will open more businesses and allow the businesses open in phase one to expand their operations. We need to see two weeks of data to confirm no flare-up of COVID-19. 
that is exactly why. Now, more than ever, Texans must continue safe distancing practices. If we do that, the faster we can safely open business in Texas. Now, a lot of business in Texas is done by sole proprietors. They can safely return to work now. Also, churches and places of worship, they were kept open under the existing executive order. But affected by the first, they will be able to expand their capacity even more. Outdoor sports are also allowed at this time. So long, however, as it involves no more than four participants playing together at any one particular time. And so long as certain distancing practices are followed. Examples of this would be things like golf and tennis. The number of confirmed coronavirus cases in Tarrant County continue to rise. Speaking on a teleconference town hall meeting Monday night, Dr. Vinnie Tanasia, director of Tarrant County Public Health, breaks down the numbers here in the county. So this morning we declared that we have 2019 uh, positive COVID-19 cases with 72 that were added new for today. And we have 53 deaths in Tarrant County that have occurred due to COVID-19. Since yesterday, there was only zero deaths, so that was good news. This is only our second day, I believe, that has had zero deaths in in the last quite a while. Uh, But I can already tell you uh, late today, we got a couple more reports, so we'll work through all of that. And and once everything's finalized, we'll probably be declaring two more deaths tomorrow if everything stays uh, accurate on how it was reported. Dr. Tanasia did offer some encouraging news. Somewhat is good news because for the last several weeks, our testing capacity was tight and, and lagging. Um, and out of those, the positives were hanging around at about 10%. So we've seen a downtick in number of positives. We're at about 8% as our testing capacity increases. So that gives us a little bit of uh, a good news that we're possibly looking at the start of a a downward trend in, in, you know, positive cases coming for the entire state of Texas. The town hall meeting was hosted by Tarrant County Precinct 2 Commissioner Devin Allen. Renters in Tarrant County who have hit a roadblock with their landlords while seeking relief on their monthly rent may find relief by way of legal advice. Attorney Stuart Campbell, with Legal Aid of Northwest Texas, spoke on the same virtual town hall meeting as Dr. Tanasia on Monday night and advises. If you receive a notice to vacate or if you receive some type of informal communication from your landlord, whether it's oral or via text, um, mentioning uh, that, that you may be at risk for an eviction, you need to make it clear to that landlord that you are in this circumstance because of COVID-19 and that you're willing to make payment arrangements to make up that payment later um, as the months come uh, after this crisis ends. Uh, The most important advice I've been giving all of my applicants and clients in the last uh, six weeks is that agreement between you and your landlord must be in writing to protect you as much as possible. Um, Say, for example, you might be facing an eviction later on. Well, any justice court judge is going to want to be able to review any of the communications that establish that payment plan. Um, It it is most effectively done in writing. Legal Aid of Northwest Texas is a nonprofit organization that provides free civil legal help to low-income residents in 114 counties throughout North and West Texas. If you are in need of housing-related legal help due to the coronavirus pandemic, Legal Aid of Northwest Texas is there to help you. We will have a link on our website, aboutmansfield.com. 
just click on the Links tab. Members of the Mansfield Rotary Clubs got together on Thursday to launch the Be the Hope Project to show appreciation to frontline heroes. Members of both clubs planted American flags in front of Methodist Mansfield Medical Center along Broad Street as a salute to veterans as well as those healthcare workers who have worked above and beyond the call of duty during the coronavirus pandemic. You can see the flags as you drive down Broad Street in front of Methodist Mansfield Hospital. The Mansfield Parks and Rec Department launched the Flatten the Curve Virtual Marathon just over a month ago in hopes of getting Mansfield residents out of their chairs and onto the sidewalks and trails for some exercise. The goal was for everyone to log at least 26 miles of walking, running, and jogging over the four-week period. The response was overwhelming, with over 1,200 people from all over the country who participated and turned in their logs by last Friday's deadline. All totaled? Over 32,500 miles were logged. Historic preservation is more than just the places and events important to this city's past. It's also the experiences of the people who live here. In 2020, Mansfield will celebrate the 130th anniversary of the city's incorporation. And to mark this milestone, the City of Mansfield Historic Preservation Officer, Art Wright, has teamed up with the Mansfield Public Library and the Mansfield Historical Museum and Heritage Center to create the... This is us, a Mansfield history project. The organizers want to know your stories about life in Mansfield. Tell about your experiences in Mansfield, growing up, going to school, working, or simply living here. For more information on This Is Us, log on to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. The coronavirus has disrupted the lives of many Mansfield residents, whether it's working from home, the ability to go to the movies, or your canceled vacation plans. About Mansfield spoke with Mansfield resident Ileana Hamilton, who had big travel plans with her entire family. It was four of us, so um, my immediate family, my husband and my son, he's three, and our exchange students that we had this year. So that was going to be our family trip with her for the year. She's from Bulgaria, but she's no longer here because of everything that's going on. We spent a lot of time trying to decide where to take her and what month to take her somewhere, and we ended up to Universal Studios to make it easy on all of us. That's where we were going to go on Easter weekend. The official cancellation was like March 24th. The week after, we found out that her country was calling her to come back home. So she unexpectedly had to leave early. So we can't we can't rebook that memory. Hamilton has not rebooked her Universal Studios vacation and is expecting a full refund within the next couple of weeks. Early morning and late night thunderstorms that we've experienced within the past couple of days are what make Texas weather exciting. Alexa is here with the seven day forecast. In Mansfield for the next seven days, Wednesday, 81 degrees Fahrenheit and lots of sun. Thursday, 85 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Friday, 91 degrees and partly sunny weather. Saturday, 94 degrees and intermittent clouds. Sunday, 95 degrees and intermittent clouds. Monday, 91 degrees and lots of clouds. Tuesday, 90 degrees and intermittent clouds. That's a look at news and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, please send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. I'd like to remind you to follow this podcast so you will be automatically notified when a new episode is released. 
The easiest way is to log on to our website at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the Follow Podcast by Email heading on the homepage. About Mansfield can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart Podcasts, and many more platforms. Prior to the coronavirus outbreak, the city was prepared for a May 2nd election for three city council seats and the mayor's place. After the break, an in-studio interview with school board candidate Corinne Fiagami, with whom we spoke in early March. You will notice that the interview refers to the May election date, which has since been postponed. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel, and this is about Mansfield. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at Mansfield mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, and in the studio today, we have a school board uh, board of trustees candidate. We'll talk to her in just a couple of seconds as campaign 2020 continues uh, here in Mansfield. The elections are coming up on May 2nd, not only for school board, uh, board of trustees, but also for the mayor and for the city council. And we do plan to interview as many of the, the candidates as possible. So again, sitting in the studio right now, running for place seven on the school board of trustees is Corinne Fiagami. And welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. It is a pleasure to have you here. And um, we're just going to chit chat. Sounds good. Okay. Why are you running for school board? Why am I running? I'm running because education is important to all of us in Mansfield for the growth of Mansfield, for families in particular, and most importantly, for students. And um, community engagement in our our school board is hugely important. Um I've been attending school board meetings since I moved back to the area. I'm I'm homegrown from this area, and I've been attending since 2012 when we moved back to the area to raise our own family here. Where did you you go, and, and why did you come back? I went to Oklahoma, and that should answer your question. Okay. <laughs> Came back because... <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> My husband went to, um, to college and to law school at the University of Tulsa, and we married after I graduated from grad school. So um, quick history, I'm from this area. I grew up in Arlington mostly, went to school at University of Virginia for undergrad, taught for two years in California, then started to do some education work and policy at, in North Carolina. Got married to my husband, went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that's where we started our life together. And then we moved back here to uh, be with family in 2012. What makes you qualified to be a school board of trustee? Excellent question. 
The number one thing is a love for students and for education and making sure that everyone receives an access, access to an excellent education. My experience is I started out wanting to uh, just focus on the, the business world. I got a degree in, in commerce from the University of Virginia. But in my senior year of college, I decided that my business was education, education excellence, education quality and equity for all. So straight from um, my undergrad years, I went into teaching. I taught special education for two years in the classroom, loved my students, loved the work that I did, learned a lot about education during those two years, lots of respect for the teachers who work day in and day out, and I know how hard that work is. I also learned that that was not the way for me to make my impact on education and decided to pursue education policy. So I've been studying education policy since then, working on moving resources and and directing attention to those areas that are in need in communities and students who are in need. Um, But most importantly, right now today, the reason why I'm the candidate for Place 7 this year today is because I'm a parent. I'm a mom of current MISD students. And currently, there are only two parents on the school board of current MISD students, and none of those parents are of elementary age students. Mm. Um, and we need to have representation. The school board represents the whole community. Everyone has a role and a place in being intentional about what's going on in our schools. But most importantly, the direct consumers are students and their families. And I will represent that group. You handed me a, a, a campaign card just uh, when you entered into the studio. And the first statement it says here, students are MISD's number one priority. Isn't that kind of a no-brainer statement? It should be a no-brainer statement. It's intuitive. However, it's not often put into practice. In too many districts, it's adults first. What do the adults need? What are their interests? What are their passions? And we center our schools and our districts and our facilities around what's best for adults when we need to be focused on what's best for students and their success, their education, their life, their future career goals. Let's talk then about the future or the the future success of of students. Um, Do you think that... um, Teachers and or let's talk about the school districts in general. Should they should we get rid of the star, the, the star test or and stick to curriculum or should teachers focus on testing? Uh, Last question first. Definitely do not focus on testing. That is not what education is about. It's not about putting children in the hot seat. When back in my first two years of teaching, I had a student who was so nervous about testing that. Her anxiety level went up so much. The test was not a representation of what she knew. And I know that that's the case for many students. What teachers should focus on is delivering the tools, the skills, the knowledge that students need to succeed in our world today. Uh, And it's a rapidly changing world, and they have to stay on top of that. However, we do not 
I do not support the idea of moving away from the STAR test. That STAR test, in my opinion, is not something to keep the students on edge. It needs to keep us, the adults, the district, the administrators um, alert and hold them accountable for producing results for our students. It's not a test of students. It's a test of what we are doing to help students acquire those basic levels of, of knowledge that we all need to know to really access the higher level critical thinking skills. Sure. And part of the student's success is, is is making the student feel safe at school. Oh, most definitely. And so, what can the what can the school board do at the district level to to help make students feel safe? Maybe more police presence, or what's your feeling on that? You know, I want to state right now that our district is excellent in so many ways, and. Monitoring safety is one area in which they're doing a great job and continue to get better. Within the last couple of years, there has been an increased uh, presence of campus police on every single campus, and that is awesome. I feel much safer these days with my students, my children in their school. You have to have, um, you have to show an ID to walk into that school and you have to check in and they're going to follow you and they're going to ask you what you're doing there if you just show up on campus. However, there is more that we can do in this area as far as physical safety needs. I had the great honor of being um, selected to be on the leadership MISD uh, core this this year, and I've been going to those classes. We heard from the um, the chief of police for the campuses, and one thing that I was shocked to hear is that our police officers at on our campuses are some of the lowest paid law enforcement agents in the area. And if we want to make sure that the best of the best are compensated well to keep our students safe and that they are encouraged to stay in our district, keeping our our children and our teachers and our staff safe, we need to make their salaries competitive um, across the district. Speaking of salaries, it was brought to my attention yesterday that substitute teachers make about on a daily basis, about the same as what a McDonald's uh, burger flipper is, is, mm-hmm. is making. What, is that something we can work on uh, at a district level? Is it, at least the t- the start with the subs mm-hmm. and work your way up. Um, I trust the administration to bring forth ideas to, for human resource needs, facilities, um, education. And I would hope that that is something that we, with the administrators, the team of eight who are on the school board with the administrators can really think through to see if that's something that will help our students. Um, So we want to maintain high quality of teachers in the classroom, whether they're substitutes or full-time educators. Right. What attributes are essential for successful board members? We are in a great place in Mansfield. Our school board is nonpartisan. I want to make that clear that this is something that we all can get behind. This is a purple issue. High quality education benefits all of us. 
They're at large positions. That means we need to care about every school, every student across the district. This is not neighborhood based. This is not I want my school to do well. Who cares about your school? This is we care about every single school, every single student across programs. So you need to be. I need to be as a person who will work well with others. It's a team of eight. Not no one person is going to move the whole district. We have to work together to to determine the best issues um, to address. And it needs to be someone who's dedicated, accountable to the, the, the community, accountable to the community and someone who has the the knowledge and the willingness to learn and be strategic about where we need to go. You mentioned a phrase, moving moving the district, moving, uh, uh, so not related to that, but moving moving the district. Uh, the redistricting, yes. do you think the maps are done yet or, or is there going to be more growth to where my child is attending this school, but next year they're going to be redistricted into another school? Is I know that the school board operates on five to 10 year plans Mm -hmm. and we are coming to the close of vision 2020. The board, the current board has done an excellent job with that. Now we're going to be looking ahead to vision 2030. And in that, I know that we will need to take into account the huge amount of growth in our district. The student population has increased. We have some particular areas that have supersized and no one wants to have their children in portables. We want to be inside of the classrooms and have a quality education. Will that lead to um, rezoning? I know that that is something from having attended several board member meetings this year, I know that that is something that has always come up every time there's a, a new plan, a new thought. It's, well, do we need to redistrict? Do we need to rezone? I do not believe that's something that is on the platform for um, the coming short-term period. And the southern part of Mansfield is growing with South Point and uh, that that area, but they're getting their own schools. Yes, and so that's there's, correct. There's no redistricting. <clears throat> There's no redistricting there. Um, but yeah, I, I feel the frustration that, that my child almost got redistricted from a school that we live within walking distance of. From my understanding, that that will not be, no one is currently going to be redistricted. What are your thoughts on adding protection of LGBTQ teachers and students and staff? Every single student, every single teacher deserves Respect. Every single person deserves respect. Their their status, their color, their religion does not does not determine whether or not they deserve a high quality education and a high quality work environment. My thought on on that particular um, question is that we need to make sure that everyone feels safe in their school and work environment. You have two opponents, including a, an incumbent, uh, Courtney Lackey-Wilson and uh, newcomer Yolanda McPherson. 
Have you met them? And if you have, uh, what makes you more qualified than, uh, than the other candidate? I have not had the opportunity to personally spend time with either one of them. I've seen Courtney in action on the school board for several years now. She is um, coming up on nine years on the school board, and I've been attending school board meetings about since that time. So I'm familiar with her leadership style. Miss Yolanda McPherson, she's a former educator. And I believe that that adds a lot of value to a school board. What makes me different from my two opponents, first of all, is I am a parent of current MISD students. And I think that is essential to keeping in touch with what the needs are in the classroom and in the schools and for our students right now. Also, I'm a student of education policy and have been for 20 years. I have been watching what the trends are in education and where we want to go as a district, and I'm ready to help implement that. Also, I'm a fresh voice. I appreciate what Courtney has done on the district the, 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 on the school board. I appreciate what Courtney has done on the school board, and we have much to be proud of. It's time for new voices on the school board, and I will help provide that. If elected, is there a topic or an item that you would like to, to bring into the school board? Do you have an agenda? My number one agenda is making sure that every student in every school across the district receives an excellent education. We are serving all of our students in some amazing ways. There are student populations that we need to give more attention to. My greatest interest in addressing new needs and directing more attention and resources are to those populations who are currently struggling, including special education populations, students who have possibly been involved in the juvenile justice system, including those who may be currently served at the Phoenix Academy, students who are struggling with dyslexia, like some one of my students, We need to make sure that we are also monitoring progress for those students so that all students can have the career and the life that they deserve. And curriculum, uh, curriculum over sports? You know, again, that leadership MISD uh, course that I've been a part of had the great opportunity to hear from the athletic director. And one of my questions to him during that was, Are they teachers first or are they coaches first? And he answered correctly. They are teachers first. And that is awesome that our students have the opportunity to not only engage in extracurricular activities and sports, which we know is associated with success academically, but they're being encouraged and, and coached by people who are also focused on their academic success. Do you have a website? 
I do have a website and I want you and, and everyone who's listening to visit me at www.corinne4misd.com. That's corinne4misd.com. Corinne is C-O-R-I-N-N-E. One or two ends. Do you have a Facebook page? I do have a Facebook page. Look for me at Corinne4misd. If you search for me, Corinne Fiagami, C-O-R-I-N-N-E, Fiagami is F-I-A-G-O-M-E. And you told me uh, the the easiest way to remember your last name is because it rhymes with origami. Yes, fiagami like origami. If you can say origami, you can say fiagami. Is there anything that uh, I have not asked? Is there anything that you would like to to add in uh, before we part ways? We absolutely must put students first, and. Mansfield ISD and our school board is on the right track with that. I know that within the last year, they have taken on the Lone Star Governance Framework, which says student outcomes do not change until adult behavior changes. And we need some adult behavior changes in our district to continue being the excellent school district that we are. That adult behavior change is to continue focusing on measures of success for every single student population and every single school across our district. How accessible will you be to parents and the adults if you are serving on the board? You know, I should have said this earlier that also part of the reason why I ran for school board was earlier on when I first arrived in Mansfield, it seemed to me to be very difficult to find out what was going on in our schools and at the district level. So I had to start showing up to the school board just to know what was going on. Now, there's been a lot of progress over the last several years, and I will continue with that progress by making sure people can reach me by phone, by email, and I intend to have uh, kind of an office hours of sort. Uh, if you go to my website, you'll see there's a picture of me sitting at the old Mary Lou's and now there's the new Mary Lou's and I'm sitting there with the coffee cup. I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there and we can talk about the issues and talk about what's concerning our families and our students. Transparency is a good thing. Oh, most definitely. Corinne, best of luck on May 2nd. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash 
COVID-19. We welcome all feedback about the program, whether it's about a specific news story or a feature that you heard. Feel free to chime in by email at comments at aboutmansfield.com or by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. We will read or play back some of the comments in a future episode. Congratulations to Sherry Kerb, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What high school did Stefan Taylor play for, and what year did he graduate? Taylor played for Mansfield High School and graduated in 2009. Sherry receives a $25 gift card to Mary Lou's Coffee and Sandwich Shop. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week... I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how, and we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids need to know the dangers and how to avoid them. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids, because when you talk, they hear you. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Mary Lou's Coffee and Sandwich Shop located at the corner of East Broad and Waxahachie Street in downtown Mansfield. They are open for takeout and curbside pickup every day except for Sunday. You can find them on the internet at marylou's.net. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Mansfield Independent School District's R.L. Anderson Stadium was the lone hotspot for Friday night lights for years in Mansfield, Texas. To accommodate a growing school district, Mansfield ISD constructed a second and much larger facility, the Vernon Newsom Stadium. This week's trivia question is... What year did Vernon Newsom Stadium open, and what is its official seating capacity? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what year did Vernon Newsom Stadium open, and what is its official seating capacity? Good luck, and thanks to Melissa and Kaylee at Mary Lou's for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, continuing coverage of the coronavirus and how it affects the lives of those who live in Mansfield. We'll talk in studio with school board candidate Courtney Lackey-Wilson, who is seeking re-election. The show will be released on Wednesday, May 6th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free. It's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam, we promise. Thanks for listening. For Colleen Daniel, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.